it just made me realize again that without us actively intervening and raising the bar, it's always going to drop. You know, and we like to think that it sits at the same level and we like to think we maintain a high level. But usually without active intervention, it actually just starts dropping. And it just slowly and slowly, without you even noticing, just goes lower and lower and lower. Welcome to the Expansive Podcast, where we are exploring the frontiers of personal growth, business innovation, and technology. We believe that growth and progress come from expanding our minds, exploring new possibilities, and embracing change. Hola, amigo. This is Juan from Mexico. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is John from Mexico coming in live. It is 8 a.m. here, while it's uh, only 3 p.m. in South Africa, where Eric is. We are very excited about this week's pod. Thank you so much for all the new listeners. And as always, it's an incredible pleasure and privilege to be spending time with my friend and esteemed best-selling author, Eric Kruger, on a weekly basis, just sharing, uh, just like talking, riffing, sharing what we're learning. It's always just such a great thing, spending time with my friend and having all of you join us as well. Eric, how are you doing, my friend? Well, Juan, uh, smashing intros this morning. Well done. <laughs> Juan, Juan, Juan. Yariba, yariba. Juan. So, <laughs> uh, listen, dude, it's going very, very well. Um, as always, a pleasure and so good to be with you and with all our listeners. It's been flooding, and I mean flooding, uh, where I'm staying. It's incredible. I went to wait for, uh, I was doing a thing for Verve Clicquot, where I'm, I'm judging the the Bold Women Awards in Essay, which is great. And I, I went away uh, on the Monday, came back on the Tuesday. Monday, zero rain. Tuesday, floods. And it was insane, man. And like, I get back and uh, the park where we usually go and walk the dogs is completely submerged underwater. And of course, like, it's like the worst thing for human beings because we're trapped everywhere and it's the best thing for dogs in the world because <laughs> yeah. they get to swim yeah. all over. Like, swim and especially run. Especially Axel. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's just become a big pool for them. So that's happening in my world. What's been happening for well, you? Well, like, I mean, the, 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 is, it, is it flooding with Verve Clicquot champagne though? Is that, that's the question. Oh man, I wish, I wish. Yeah, yeah. And, and you judging Bold Woman Awards, I, I think somebody on social media would call that mansplaining. So man is well, telling us. I'm the us, only man. Are you? I'm, are you? Are you? Okay, okay. I'm the only man that's part of the panel. Yeah. Um, I was actually, I was uh, a speaker for them. I remember. Or panelist for them mm. two years ago. And then this year around, I'm part of the judging panel. And it's been really cool just to to sit and listen to the different stories from the entrepreneurs. Also very eye-opening because you get to experience the world through female entrepreneurs because obviously the Bold Woman Awards all about female entrepreneurship. Mm. And I must tell you, you know, they, they have to deal with a lot coming into what's mainly male-dominated industries. Absolutely. And so you you get a new appreciation for many of the challenges that they have to go through yes. in order to get their business up and running and the biases they have to deal with, the sexual harassment, all those kind of things that play into it. It's a horrific... Um, in fact, you so, know, when, when you break it down, it's horrific. You know, I, mm, I, for sure. it's oh, horrific. For sure. It's actually shocking to, to hear what they have to go through, you know? So big up to all the women entrepreneurs and in big up to all the women in corporate that also have to deal with all this crap. So, um, 
here's to being better men, men out there. For sure. Here's to be better sure. men, to be respectful and, uh, you know, um, hold space rather than try and hunt and attack, <laughs> which is so backwards, man. It upsets me actually when I hear these things. Yeah. And, and I must say, you know, like listening to, so we had uh, six women came through uh, judging two different awards. And I, I think what I, what I found uh, most inspiring coming out of this was just like the pure determination to do the thing despite all the challenges that are in front of them. And yes, it's a little bit harder, but in some cases, what that turns into is I'm going to show you I can do this. And I think whatever you get that coming through, it always translates to something special, you know, like whether that's in sports or in business, the moment there's that, that bit of like, oh, I'm going to show you I can do this and I can probably do it better than you. Like you see some magic come through. Well, I, they can definitely doing it better than us. That's without a yes. doubt. I, I, big ups to that. But also I remember, you remember Michael Jordan used to create enemies in his head and then he used yeah, to go and fight yeah. those fictitious enemies. So I think it actually works, you know, to, to trigger yourself and to catalyze yeah. yourself in some ways. Listen, um, but before we get into some of the other topics for today, you are in Mexico at the moment. That's right. Uh, and before that, you were at uh, a boot camp. Tell us about the boot camp. So a uh, big shout out to Impact 11, a, um, a, I suppose a speaker's community that has been developed in America. In fact, nothing like this has ever been developed. So they even didn't even know themselves what they were setting up. It was called Three Ring Circus, I think, before that. Mm, I remember that. Yeah. So now it's evolved into Impact 11 and... You know, um, it's just it's just a wonderful community of people that are sharing openly, um, abundantly. And that's actually the beginning of every one of their sessions is like, this is about sharing openly and abundantly. We believe in these principles and that's what we've set this up. So, you know, some of the founders showed us their numbers, showed us how they've gone about building their businesses. There were speakers from all walks of life. I mean, people that were ex-cons to people that are saving kids in Africa to actresses, TV news presenters. There was the ex-CFO of Enron. Remember the big, big like sort of scam that went down. He's now a speaker. I mean, just like every variation. What does he speak about? He speaks about how to, how to not scam. People. No, no, I think no. He he actually is dealing with a lot of emotional guilt, um, and you can see he's quite awkward about it. But uh, he, he did give a five minute talk, and he was explaining that he did everything by the book. He didn't do anything out of the ordinary, but he was just caught up in the whole machine that went down. You know. So either way, there was ex cons, there was ex UFC fighters, there was a guy that was on Joe Rogan a little while back, looked like a Viking, all sorts of people. And everybody's just understanding the business of speaking. Uh, it's worth $4 billion in America. $4 billion dollars for speaking. That's insanity. And um, the sort of speaking bureau agents were there, GDA speakers. Big shout out to Gail, my agency, uh, Washington Speakers Bureau, which is famous for pretty much having all the politicians uh, being exclusive with them, uh, like the George, George Bushes and all those sort of people. Uh, there were Speakers Inc. there, which is also a big American um, uh, agency. So look, it was three days of intense, intense information, networking. I mean, think about a room of 80 extroverts. Like think about what the hell's going on there, right? Everybody's on stage, yeah. everybody's talking, everybody wants to get on stage. There's like, there's no introverts there. There's nobody standing in the corner feeling sorry for themselves. That was, that was damn for sure. Um, 
But I, I just realized how wonderful the energy of Impact 11 was. All the staff are very open. Everybody's got 20, 30 years experience in the speaking world. So really just learned a lot. It also solidified that I'm going to move to the States as well um, in the near future, maybe next year sometime. And uh, also really felt confident about my craft and I need to fine tune a few things. But I think in South Africa, we've done exceptionally well, um, like just doing the basics really well. Um, but as you go into America, you've got to fine tune a little bit. You've got to be a bit more, pick your lane a little bit more. You can't be as broad. Um, but also, look, I think it's important that we are all investing in our skills, in our, um, in our sectors. And this was just my investment for the year. To Last year, I did NCS with Dr. Joe Dispenza. This year, I did Impact 11. These are not cheap exercises, but incredibly, incredibly necessary to push you out of your comfort zone, learn new things, craft your craft better, chisel your craft into more. And so, yes, as, as an overall experience, I'm overjoyed to be part of Impact 11 and I'm looking forward to doing more boot camps with them, more masterclasses with them and big up to them for being so generous and so abundant in their energy sharing. So yeah, overall, it was really, really fantastic. I look forward to that community growing. You know, what's in incredible is, I think maybe partly why South African speakers um, are, are pretty good at their craft is because we modeled on so much of what we see done internationally. And so right. maybe, maybe that's part of why there isn't that big a discrepancy between how it's done here versus how it's done overseas. But I, I've always found the advice around niching down very interesting because I think when you're in a small market, like in SA, you don't need it that much, right? Like when you think of like who, I mean, we, we kind of talking shop here, but when you think of uh, how would you book John Sane in SA? You're mainly going to book John Sane. Yeah. You're not going to book that talk that he has. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And yes. he can come talk about many different things. Whereas once you get into a much, much bigger market, I mean, now you need to be Adam, Adam Grant for them to book Adam Grant to come and speak about whatever. That's right. But, but if you have a talk that hits one specific pain point, that's actually what they want, is they want you to come and solve that pain point with that talk. That's right. And so it's interesting to me because I think very often we do take things from one context, like an uh, like a advice, like niche down. We'll take that from a context like the American market and you'll want to apply it into your essay market. And you need it still, but not to the degree that you might need it in a bigger market. That's right. And so it's always like the, and I remember speaking to a guy like a while ago and he said to me like, niching down is not for people like us. I agree. <laughs> and I was like, uh, and I, and I kind of, I, I got the, the gist about what he said, you know, um, but it's always interesting. There's so much nuance to how we apply any advice that we receive. And, and we should be very um, Cautious. mindful about it always. So, yeah. So a couple of things I want to just recap there is John Sonne is the Adam Grant of South Africa. And you want to book him at hello at johnsonne.com. <laughs> is that what you said? Is that, is that what you were trying to Me, allude to? I'm... I'm so glad you never missed an opportunity to sell, you know? <laughs> and, and the talks that I do are future of work. What was the future of leadership? <laughs> and which execs do I work with? The beers, uh, Adnock. Thank you. Thank you for that punt. But yeah, um, I'm now moved from uh, expanding my head in Impact 11 to expanding my heart <laughs> at uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And uh, tomorrow we check into seven days of meditation. My 10th retreat with Dr. Joe I am overjoyed and overexcited to uh, be sharing these seven days with another 2,000 souls meditating for four to eight hours a day. 
Sure. The most amazing thing about what's going to be coming up, and I guess we'll do another podcast while I'm at Dr. Joe, like we usually do actually, which is always great, um, is the outcomes of the Dr. Joe events are totally uh, surprising and unfamiliar. And it's because you, you, you're changing your frequency and energy at such a rate that when you come out of that event, you have no idea what your new projection is going to be. So something clicks, you know, like when I started speaking to my dad, I was never planning to speak to my dad, but boom, that popped. And so coming out of Impact 11 and having this totally new future ahead of me with all these new contacts and then going into Dr. Joe and then coming in with a brand new set of, I don't know, intentions and possibilities. And it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm really in the middle of going from head to heart and uh, just overjoyed and excited and incredibly grateful. But what a combo, right? What a like left, left, right combo, because yeah. like you said, he, uh, mind and heart at the same time. And it, it kind of creates that momentum of just something's going to tip. Yes, exactly. And, and you don't quite know what it is, but there's, but it's going to, it's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Something's going to tip. I, I'm excited about the unfamiliarity of the tip. And so like, I'm actually uncomfortable with the fact that it's unfamiliar, you know? I'm comfortable. It's been really great. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. You know, um, yeah, and I think it's such a it's such an important thing to reiterate is that investment into yourself all the time. And I think there are obviously different levels to it. You know, at the at the most at the highest level, it is spending thousands of dollars and pumping that into communities or into coaching. Like I, I've kind of noticed now that if you're looking at doing some sort of like course online these days or you're doing coaching you're probably looking at spending around anything from a thousand to two and a half three thousand dollars to do that course so like you you're going to make significant investments but that sort of mid-tier right like the higher end would be the communities mid-tier would be coaching and then there's sort of lower level commitments which would be i guess reading books meditations things that they don't have to cost you a lot of money but i do think it's important that we spend money on these things we often think that just investing the time and the efforts enough but what money does is it gives you the access to to people who've already shortcutted the process and you get to learn from them and like and rapidly accelerate that learning process for yourself well i made a post about this the other day and it, it did pretty well and i was explaining that i've got four coaches which i've now up to five coaches and i was explaining why i have so many different types of coaches because you need a for me you need a body coach which is somebody helping you heal get fitter like somebody that focuses in on your body the second thing is your head coach. Like, what are you doing? Like, how are you thinking better? High performance. Mine is an NLP coach. Then I have a heart coach, which is a leader, which is a healing emotional stuff. And then um, now I have a business coach, which is helping me drive sort of, um, he, he's from a company called Grow. And he's already just from one session. I was like, oh my God, I'm missing out on like five different things that I haven't been focusing in on. And then now I'm picking up a speaker coach. So it's like somebody from the States who's been in the speaking bureaus for 20 years. It's like, okay, you come to me once a month and also now tell me. So it's an overall business coach. It's a speaker's coach, which is fine tuning. It's a heart coach to let go of emotional stuff. It's a head coach and understand how to think differently and a body coach because your body is the most honest replication, um, is the most honest representation of your internal dialogue and carrying a lot of the angst, the negative talk. And so trying to clear those out as well is really, really important. So yeah, it's so important to do this investments. And I think, you know, the, the, the better you get at what you do, the more you got to fine tune. And, and I think the most famous example of this is the basketball player that spends over a million dollars on his body, just in his body. Um, who's that? From LA. I think his name's, uh, I can't remember his name now, but anyway, 
the higher you get, the more you got to spend, man. You got to get fine-tuned, 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 you know? Listen, I love it. So mind, body, heart, business, and speaker. Spe- and So speaker is obviously craft, and then the rest is kind of different areas of life. So I think the two obvious ones are your business coach and your 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 speaking coach. So whatever business you're in, like you've got an overall business coach, doesn't understand your sector, but has principles that you need to be applying. Like he said to me, for example, he says, okay, so what's your big goal? I'm like, well, I want to be seen more in America as I got to grow my brand in America. He says, okay, by the end of the year, how many talks do you want to do in America? I was like, I haven't even thought of that. He says, okay, let's put a number to it. I was like, I want to do 10. He's like, okay, cool. So now 10. So what do I do? I email GDA speakers. I'm like, GDA speakers, I want to do 10 talks in America before the end of the year. And some of them might be free. Doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is you need exposure to keep moving. I would have never thought of that if I didn't have my business coach with me, you know? So I think it's important to demarcate coaching into that sort of sectors so that you have very specific skills and not expecting one coach to be doing something else. Mm. While we were at Verve, uh, we... We were, we were having dinner and one of the ladies asked me, how do you choose a coach? Um, and I can't remember the context. I, I think I must have said something around coaching at some point. And, and obviously with my, my coaching background, I said to them that it's difficult for me to find a good coach locally. And it's not like, I, I do believe there are good coaches locally, but most of the coaches that I end up working with are international. But the thing is like, you know, what happened with the, with the coaching industry is that we had this explosion and then all of a sudden a lot of people started calling themselves coaches and there were these um, easy verifications of like you becoming a coach. So when she asked me, what do you look for in a coach? I realized the most important thing for me is someone who's able to pattern match. Um, so, it, so, and they can have that in two ways. So. Pattern match, meaning that you are an expert. You've seen something so many times that when I come to you with my thing and I go, you know, I'm struggling with this, you go, okay, like, boom, 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 boom. Like, here are the, here's the pattern that I see and here's the anti-pattern to, to fix that, right? So you come to your business coach. He's like, oh, you don't even have a goal. Cool. Pattern, boom, boom, boom. Here's how we start fixing that. So the, he has patterns that he recognizes everywhere. And you can have those patterns in two ways. One way is that you, you develop that pattern recognition over time because you have been in the industry for so long, right? So like if you've, you're a speaker coach, um, most likely they were a speaker before. So they have seen or they've delivered X amount of talks, X amount of clients. So out of experience, they pattern match. But then the flip side is it could also be someone who is just, they just decided that they love speaking so much. They've watched so many TED Talks that they started seeing the pattern between all these TED Talks. Then they started working with code, with speakers. They started seeing the, the patterns for these speakers. And so over time, they have a, they've never done the thing. They've never been on stage, but they can pattern match because they've seen so many iterations of the same thing. But Eric, you and I do that. For sure. No, definitely. This is what we do for clients, yeah. Yeah, that's what gave me confidence in my, my early days as a coach mm. is that I realized my job has never been to be the expert because I've never been the CEO running a big company. Yeah. But I've had the experience of working with CEOs who've run big companies. And so I have the fortune of seeing their patterns and I can generalize that back to you. Right. Um, and the same thing with teams now and the same thing with the research that we do. But, uh, but a lot of that research is also just like, okay, we are taking the time to curate that and, and hold it up for you. That's right. Um, but I think ultimately, you know, yeah, go for it. No, did you tell the lady at Verve that I'm your coach? Like, 
This is this is where you go for wisdom. I mean, listen. So like you've set up a podcast. You call it you call it a you call it a podcast, but actually you've set up a therapy session with your mentor, John no, Sonne. That's I'm, what's happened, I'm right? Tr- <laughs> okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Next phase. Next phase. Let's go. Let's go. I was I was speaking to a guy the other day, and he he was interviewing me for his pod. I told you about this, and what? he mentioned you on another you. pod. You've been on another yeah, pod. Yeah, you didn't tell pod. me. You cheating I'm bastard. I'm sorry. <laughs> cheating bastard. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and he was interviewing me, and he said, "Yeah, I know John because at some point, um, it sounds like you gave him free clothing or like something in that regard. Clothing. And now he has a pod. Yeah." <laughs> Clothing, you gave me clothing. No, no, no. You gave this the the, the, oh, the host this podcast. I gave him clothing. clothing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know about this. Maybe, maybe at some point when you were moving, like you you decided to give some away some of your clothing or your suits or whatever. Okay. I don't know. But anyway, but um, so we were talking, and he was like, it was like very like um, uh, he was praising you, you know, for like the good that you do in the world. Okay. And he says. But but I'm sure John's. Uh, but I know that you coach John, so I'm sure that yes. was a big part of his success. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, geez, you know, you are so spot on. I've yeah, never thought you're about right, that. You're but right. Now, you're right. It is but all you. you Eric. Yes, it, it is all you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's all me, but I'm saying you know, a big part. Catalyst. A big part. A big part. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Thank you so much for Listen, reminding us. Uh, I want to. I want us to touch on one more thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think um, we have a question, but I think maybe we should leave that for the next time because today's pod has really been about uh, self-investment, self-development, and the the time, the effort, the money we put into those things. So we have a question around leadership, but I think maybe let's leave that for the next pod, okay. where we can just have a theme more around future of work and leadership together. Right. The last thing that I just want to mention is, and I think that what this all is about, is that when we engage in this, we are continuously raising the bar for ourselves. Yeah. And I was listening to, I made a post about this because I was listening to a pod on the way to Joburg. And it's something I love about listening to podcasts while I'm flying is that you can, you're doing nothing. So you can sit down and if you you hear something, you can just go, okay, pause and actually do the work. Yeah. Versus when you are running or in the gym or in the car, you can't just quickly say, okay, let me just like sit down and, and, and do some reflections on this. So anyways, the pod, I can't remember the content of it, but the, the call to action from the pod was, how are you raising the bar in the different areas of your life? Mm. And it made me realize that I, I wasn't quite sure to what extent I am raising the bar. It feels like in many ways I'm, I'm maintaining it. And even though I'm always pushing for improvement, mm. it's maybe too incremental instead of being dramatic and drastic and going, okay, but like if you do this, it's, it's a new thing that you're introducing, a new thing that you're doing, and that's going to dramatically improve that specific area of your life. And so I sat down and I made a list of different different areas of my life and I asked myself, how can you raise the bar in these different areas? And so for example, in my relationships, how do I raise the bar? Well, I introduce date night. Um, in my With my dogs, how do I raise the bar and how I look after them? We book a, a wash for them once a month. It's It's one action that I think changes the thing quite radically. Right. And so I looked at it through self-development for business and for all of these different areas. And it just made me realize again that without us actively intervening and raising the bar, it's always going to drop. You know, and we like to think that it sits at the same level. And we like to think we maintain a high level, 
But usually without active intervention, it actually just starts dropping. And it just slowly, slowly, without you even noticing, just goes lower and lower and lower. Um, and so maybe a call to action coming out of this pod as well for, for everyone listening is to go and sit with that question, which is, how do I raise the bar in these different areas of my life? And what is that going to look like? It's going to look like, how do I invest more time, effort, or money into different areas? And perhaps it's buying a, a or not buying a coach, but perhaps it's getting coaching. Perhaps it is setting up a reading plan. Perhaps it's just buying that book that you need to read. Uh, perhaps it's spending more time with your beloved partner. So who knows? But, you know, I think we can all go and look at, at um, our lives and our businesses and find areas where we need to raise the bar because we've been letting it go. Um, a couple things on that, you know, and obviously this is uh, a big topic for us. I mean, our podcast is called The Expansive, which is just all about all of this. And somebody said something to me the other day, which was really quite pertinent. She said to me, um, we must stop fixing the past and start reimagining the future. <clears throat> and if you think about that idea is it's exactly the same as what I wrote in my second book is, are you running away from the darkness? Or are you running towards the light? You have one energy that is constantly caught up in the now and the past. And you have another energy that is recalibrating, rethinking and projecting something new in this, the future. You're using the same amount of energy. One is ruminating, one is creating. One is anxious, one is excited. And that nuance, that little nuance is such an imperative nuance because one is pushing you into the future, one is getting you caught into the past. And if you're not putting new inputs into your daily practice, you continuously are stuck in the past because that is the familiarity of the neuroscience of our brains because our brains do that without us really trying. So if you're not trying, you automatically fall into the patterns of the past. You have to be bringing in new inputs to be moving into creating for the future. Now, I think your personality is an incremental personality. This is how you are. You're very grounded. You're very, and I, and I don't mean this badly, you're cautious. And that's awesome. You are. You're like, okay, let me just check this out. Okay, let me check this out. Where you have this other guy on the past, his name's John. He just goes, but but crazy and like jumps into an ayahuasca ceremony and then jumps into something else. So we have two extremes here and I think a balance of them, like, like I've been urging you to come and do some shamanic work for years now, you know, that's your cautiousness and you now are starting to move in towards that, but you'll see how drastic that change is going to be for you. So I think if for all the listeners out there, it's like, it's, it's, it's not being too cautious because what you're doing is treading familiarity. You actually, your brain is addicted to that familiarity. So you're like, nah, I don't really need it. Nah, I don't really need it. Oh, actually, you really do need it. And then also when you do decide to step out of your comfort zone, is to find the right people, to find the right circle, to trust that space a bit, you know? And so the combination of understanding that you're in a familiarity machine in your brain to the point where you have to bring new inputs and how drastic those new inputs are. And then in what sectors are those inputs coming in? Is it emotional? Is it mental? Is it business? Is it um, in your craft? Is whatever it is, you know? And also I think, I think, and the last thing for me is find the best people in your sector and go spend time with them. Just go spend time with them. Fly there. Like I took me 30 hours, 30 hours to go to the boot camp. Nobody else there had invested that time, that effort, that nobody, there was nobody there that had come that far. And I felt proud that I had pushed myself out of that space to go into that space, to invest in myself. And so for me, it's like seek out the best people in all of those categories 
and go spend time there. That will propel you exponentially into a world of unknown, unfamiliar surprises and delights. So it's just a, it's a wonderful um, practice to take on and say, okay, let me break down my life into these five sectors. What am I doing in each sector? Listen, I think that's that's the part. I think that captures it beautifully. It's a great outro, and we can uh, we can let Juan take us out. Yariba, <laughs> yariba, it's Juan here from Mexico, and uh, I'm going to have two tequilas right after this. It is uh, 8:33 <laughs> a.m. In fact, yesterday we bought some. We bought this liqueur that's made from honey. It's a Mayan liqueur made from honey. It was delicious, absolutely wow, delicious. Great. So. I've got a whole bottle to finish after this. Only 40% alcohol. Mom, don't worry. I'll be fine. Uh, I am in Mexico. So there's far too much blood in my tequila stream. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't really drink. So it's going to be a fun day. Mm. You better bring home like a great tequila for me. Um, the answer is no, because I am... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I will. Maybe people, I will. People need to watch the uh, the YouTube video to see my face with that answer. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll I'll look I'll look for a good tequila. I, you know, the thing is, I hardly ever see you. You know that I hardly ever see you in real life. In fact, when just, I see you in real life, I always remember how tall you are. I'm like Eric. Were you always this tall, bro? What the hell's going on? That's my first thing. Anyway, everybody listening to the pod, thank you so much for joining us. Wonderful to always have you with us. My name is John. I'm a speaker. I'm always joined by Eric, my house husband friend, who tells us his <laughs> life from that perspective of luxury in Cape Town, uh, something I'm always striving towards. I told Wendy that uh, we really need to get more serious because I want to resign from my work and become a house husband like Eric. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you all so, for, so much for joining us. Uh, if you think this podcast can help anybody else, please do share it with them. If you haven't left us a review, shame on you. Please go ahead and let us a, leave us a review uh, right across on uh, Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Go join us on YouTube. And until next week, be expansive, be open-hearted, and plan to engage with expanding yourself in all the sectors we spoke about today. Ciao. You can secure Eric Kruger and John Sonne as speakers for your next event. Email Sean at theexpansive.com that's s-e-a-n at theexpansive.com and be sure to use the word learn in the subject line for an expansive deal on keynotes workshops and comprehensive webinars sean at theexpansive.com